When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Alexandra. And I'm Anna, and we are the Russian Sisters. Welcome to our podcast. A show we created to talk about hard things. And also to bring some levity to your lives. Alexandra is a mom and occupational therapist. And Anna is a school counselor. And together we share our life stories. And crazy adventures. We aim to make you smile. And let you know, you're not alone. You're not alone. You are not alone. Enjoy our latest episode from The, the Russian, Russian Sisters. Sisters. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Russian Sisters. Hello, hello. How are you doing today, Alexandra? I am hanging in there. How are you, Anna? I'm good. Did you like how I sang your name? You did. Today, I don't know when you're going to listen to this episode, but today is May the 4th be with you. That's right. And I greeted my children at the door at my school with May the 4th be with you. And I got a lot of giggles, which was really great. I think most of them are laughing at me. Well, they probably think you have a lisp. Yeah, They're like, what is wrong with Miss G today? Yeah. I'm like, what is wrong with Miss G every day? This is the first year I've heard. Hold on. I'm losing it. Revenge. Mall's Revenge of the Fifth. The Fifth, yeah. yeah. Revenge of the Fifth. You want to say Sith, but it was Mall's Revenge well, of was, the Fifth. I was getting stuck on the revenge part. Yes, yeah, so happy May the 4th be with you. Yeah, well, yeah, in the past for all of you. I hope you had a great May the 4th be with you. There you go, that's better. And Revenge of the Fifth. That's right. Also or known Cinco, as Cinco, Cinco de, de Mayo. Mayo. Uh-huh. Awesome. Well, that is how I'm doing, Alexandra. That's how my day went. Um, pretty much just that. Yeah. yeah. That's a good day. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, it started awesomely and I was like, let's just run on that note for the day. Hey, like I said, we're just day by day, by day, by, by day. day. Counting it, down. Making it to the end. Mm-hmm. I think that's wonderful because... I was talking to a colleague who mentioned that she just can't look at the news. And I thought, neither can I. And before we started recording, you and I were having a conversation. And I thought, man, we could totally get into what's happening politically. And then I thought, you know what? I would rather provide a hodgepodge of randomness and potentially some moments of laughter to give people a chance to numb out and have an escape from what's going on. Because it is pretty heavy. Heck. And yeah. Yeah, and we've talked about some heavy topics recently, and I was like, we need that levity that we talk about. Indeed. Yeah, we've gotten really serious. You're right. The world has been serious. And I'm sorry, you guys, it happened earlier today that I had to take Bentley Boo to the vet for his monthly B12 shot because he's that old man. So we went to the vet, and he did not cooperate with me, by the way, earlier by taking his pill or his medicine so that he would be a nice guy at the vet. So it didn't go awesomely. But anyway, on my way to the vet with Bentley Boo, I called Alexandra and I was like, oh boy, I've been listening to NPR and I was just listening to this interview and she was like fired up and and it just got kind of nutty there. So yeah, I agree with you. We're not going to bring it up today. We're not going to talk about the politics. We're not going to talk about the seriousness. We're going to jump right into levity. Well, I have to tell you that the fact that you took your cat to the vet today is actually perfect for a story that I heard while I was at work. Do tell. Okay. 
So a student came into school really upset because his cat had died. That is not funny. Yeah, and the problem is that this student happens to be a compulsive liar. Oh. So for a while, staff and other students were like, you're kind of lying about this. And he was like, no, I'm not. My cat really died. Sad. Totally sad. And the dad had to get involved and be like, nope, like our cat died. And this is really sad, you know, for the student. But then there was some hubbub and no one could really understand why this kid was so upset and what was happening. And it was all related to this cat dying and like what was happening to this cat dying because it like disappeared and what was happening and they didn't know what was going on. And so essentially what ended up happening is the dad had to come back into the school and he was super frenzied and he said their cat got sick and they took it to the vet. As you do. And the vet said, we're so sorry. Your cat has died. Oh, sad. Yes. And so they were very upset. And I so would be. There's uh, fees associated when your cat dies yes. with cremating your cat. And what do you want to do with the ashes and all sorts of stuff? And I'm not really clear what the family decided to do with all of that. But they did pay those fees. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, they are getting a call from animal control wanting oh. to know when they can deliver their cat. No. And so they're like, what are you talking about? We took our cat to the vet and the vet died. And the animal vet control, died? Well, no, the cat, sorry. <laughs> and the cat died, not the vet. <laughs> I mean, maybe the vet died. I hope not. But, you know, the cat. This would be sorry. a sadder story. You know, they're both CVC words in my world. <laughs> That's right. Consonant, vowel, consonant words. <laughs> and they both end in T. Okay. We're supposed to be bringing levity. <laughs> I know. So the animal control is like, yeah, well, your cat is chipped. Yeah. And so they brought back the cat to the family. And so this poor kid is like, but my cat died. Turns out the vet, total scam. (gasps) And we were like, well, what happened? You take the cat back. Did they just let it out the back door? Like, what did they do? Wait a second. Because I was like, what cat did the family bring to the vet? But the cat, the cat, the family, (laughs) the cat brought the family to the vet who died. The the family brought a cat to the vet. Because it was sick. The, because it was sick. Somehow animal control gets the cat. Yes, the vet told the people their cat died. <gasps> and then somehow the cat gets out of the vet and people call and say, there's this cat and animal control finds the cat, chips it, you know, does the little scans it for the chip, gets their address and returns their beloved cat. Do you think the vet told the family that the cat died because the cat escaped and they were like, oh shit. Okay, uh, it could have been. However, they believe it's a scam, and now there's like an investigation oh. into this vet about scamming people and saying their pets died when they didn't. Nuts! It's not our vet, is it? I didn't get the name of the vet. I was Can very you? curious. I don't. Yeah. I, I don't actually work with this student. I was literally in the middle of a meeting, a very serious meeting, and a staff member comes in and she's like, "The cat's alive." That's crazy. And we were like, "I was like, I don't know what cat you're talking about." But this poor kid, because he's a compulsive liar, no one believed him that his cat had died, and then he's coming in talking about the cat being alive. And then everyone was making fun of him. It was like this whole big thing, and the dad is super stressed out. Well, yeah, rightfully so. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Oh my God. That's yeah. crazy. Can you imagine? No, I cannot. No, be, I'd be very upset, especially after well, paying all the big fees. Right. For my it, dead cat that's now alive. I know. <laughs> so it's, nuts. Well, around Easter time, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny that you said animal control and dead cats and whatever, because I was on the way home yesterday and I learned that there's a bobcat kind of in my neighborhood. Ooh. A bobcat in yeah. my neighborhood. Yeah. A bobcat. Yeah. 
There are foxes and bears in mine. Okay. Oh my. <laughs> I know, but I kind of expect foxes and bears in your neighborhood. But the fact that there was like a bobcat in mine, it's, I don't know. It's springtime. It's I guess. Food and mates. I, I guess have be, like, be careful. It's looking at matey. 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 <laughs> Good day, matey. Mayday. Mayday. Mating season. It's got to be May. Anyway, well, I have squirrels and bunnies all the time. So I'm not surprised that there would be like bigger predators, but usually that's like coyote. That's true. Not a bobcat. Yeah. What'd mm-hmm. you do? Lock your doors? Like you don't already no, lock I, your doors? <laughs> I and your the, cats are indoor cats. They are indoor so. cats. They're clawed. They'd be okay. Well, mm-hmm. she'd be okay. He'd be like, ah, he, yeah. Whatever. He actually might play dead really well. He, I he, feel like he, he does. He flops he really well. down and <laughs> the bobcat would be like, you're too dopey. <laughs> His name was Dopey Opie. That's mm-hmm. true. I yeah. think we've said that. I do have a serious thing I do need to touch on, though, oh. before we move on. Okay. Here is my public service announcement. Yes. Parents, please teach your children to tie their shoes. <laughs> <laughs> teach your children well. I feel like there's a song. There is. That's why I said that. Because <laughs> you know me. There's a song for everything. For there everything. Is. Teach your children but, well. And Okay, tie your shoes. Tell me more. That's really just it. Because oh. shoes now come with the Velcro. And they made shoes look really cool where they have shoelaces in them, but they're slip-ons or you just use Velcro, which uh-huh. is great for my students who need adopted shoes. Adopted shoes? Adapted shoes. Oh, I need adopted shoes. You do. <laughs> but yes, it's so I have parents who are asking me to help teach their second and third graders how to, and it's a kindergarten, first grade kind of skill developmentally appropriate kindergarten first grade to start teaching shoe tying but when you're getting into fourth grade it's a little late i'm not shaming any of you if your kids can't i'm just saying if you need videos there's youtube videos maybe i'll find a couple and link them below yeah it's a good skill now do you teach bunny ears or it depends on the dexterity i have some students with the dexterity i have taught kids how to tie shoes i'm just it's usually not necessarily the most appropriate in school if Um, your two-year-old can be tying shoes and then you have fourth (laughs) graders eight-year-olds that can't come on parents buck up no 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 shaming no shaming it's just come on just try it help an ot out yeah yeah (laughs) that's right yeah okay so Alexandra's PSA is, come on, parents, please teach your children how to tie shoes. Yes. If absolutely. they can, right? If they see yeah, no, have the great. cognitive ability. I mean, ability. if Anna can learn how to change out a toilet hey. on YouTube. Yeah, toilet then, guts. Um, sure did. Then uh, I think there's some great, great videos about, and there's a lot of adaptive equipment, but just try normal. And the interesting thing about this, for some reason, manufacturers of children's shoes always make the shoelaces way too long. Way too long. Yeah. They I don't see that with that our long. nieces. You're like triple, quadruple nodding because they're so long. Although I am a compulsive double knotter. Oh, are you? Yeah, I always. I think I knew that. Yeah. Anytime I have tie shoes, I double knot because oh. some of the laces, I think just the material that they're made out of, they don't always stay tied if you just single knot them. And so then I'm, rather than have to constantly tie my shoes, I just double knot them. Interesting fact number 1,365,254. It's kind of, I think, a bit of my onotism. Can I speak to that for just a second? Absolutely. I was listening to the radio the other day and there was some story. I forget the morning people were talking about whatever. One of the morning people was like, I have a friend who was just diagnosed with autism or being on the spectrum uh-huh. because as an adult, this gentleman like had this habit of engaging in conversations, but then just walking away, like would start a conversation with someone and then just in the middle of it, walk away. And I'm sure there were a bunch of other 
things that tip yeah, them off that a person usually, ha- is on the spectrum. Usually don't just have one of those things. No, but we already know that I have talked about my own autism and quirkiness as people like to call me quirky, I guess sometimes. And I oh. try, <laughs> yeah, I try not to take that as an insult and just embrace my quirkiness. I, I don't know what quirks I have other than some of the things that I do to say that I have autism. But anyway, I listened to this story on the radio about this guy who was just diagnosed with autism. He's on the spectrum. And <laughs> then today there was a gentleman who was gone for a couple of days and I asked him how his trip was and he was talking about this wedding in California and it was awesome. And then there was a, another colleague who came up and was part of the conversation and the two of them were talking to each other and I just walked away. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Now, it could be <laughs> subliminal messaging. And I totally walked away and I was like, oh my God, my onotism. <laughs> yep, totally. I've definitely had people walk away in the middle of me talking to them. And I've been like, huh. Well, okay. and I wasn't even like, I'm so sorry, excuse me, I have to go. I like, they were just talking and I was like, yeah. I have other things I have to be doing. And I just walked away. <laughs> I don't think you have autism, but having your own peculiarities although I've never heard anyone call you quirky oh but I think people have their own ways of doing things or liking things a certain way and I don't for sure I don't know mm-hmm. yeah interesting I, I talked with a, a friend of mine once and she had her son tested and then he was also diagnosed as on the spectrum and one of the things she talked about is like needing to drink through a straw and at that point, I was using a straw all the time. And I'm like, just another characteristic of my onotism. That's funny because the other day you asked for a beverage here. Uh-huh. And I was going through all my different water bottles. And I was like, oh, Anna likes to drink from a straw. Which one can I get that's <laughs> yeah. most like uh-huh. that? Yeah, I don't think that's... But we can, you know, we can... We can chat more about that if you're concerned. Yeah, it was like a few years ago when I was like, wow, I people are really pointing out my uniqueness and quirkiness. Yeah, I don't know. I think I was just public speaking more out around people a lot more and realizing how not like everybody else I am all the time. And yeah. that's okay. I don't want to be like everybody else. Well, and not <laughs> having your own... Again, peculiarities or specific ways you like to do things does not equal autism. Although autism is like a hot topic these days. Did you ever read that book, Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children? I feel like I did read it. I also watched it. Maybe I read yes, it first. Yes, you, mm-hmm, you probably watched it because they yeah. did make a movie. I think I like it because it has the word peculiar in it. Another word we can put on the list like brewery. That's brewery. hard. And golf for me to pronounce. Golf? I don't what? pronounce golf very well. Let's go oh. golfing sounded normal to me. Hmm. All right. What else do you have? Well, okay. This week there's construction. I feel like every way that I need to take buddy to daycare. Hmm. So I have been trying to create my own little route to get him to daycare. And one day I ha- was driving to one of my schools and I thought, okay, I can't go this way because of construction. I can't go this way of construction. So I'll just take this one road. And this one road happens to go right by the local high school in my area. Mm-hmm. Bad time to go yes. because everyone has an agreement on how you get in and out of the parking lot. And I did not know those rules or abide by them. Although I will say I did catch on that I was approaching the high school and went, oh, I should probably get into the other lane mm-hmm. so that I didn't get stuck in the half a mile of cars waiting to turn. But one thing I did notice is there are some fashion trends that are going on right now mm. that I did not know were back. Among it, the children, you mean? Among the children. Yes. I mean, it could be among the staff as well, but mostly among the children. And I do <laughs> go into a middle school sort of frequently right now, but I haven't seen those trends as much. Here's one that I was not expecting would make a comeback. 
And so I want to get your input too. When did our young males start wearing their short shorts again from the 80s? Yeah. Well, they're not allowed to at our school. So I haven't seen that yet hit our middle school. You know, the tube socks. Yeah. And the shorts. Oh boy. Like the athletic shorts, like the old track shorts. Yeah. Like I'm thinking of what's the Tom Cruise movie where he's in his boxers. What's that one? Oh boy. You guys are all screaming at me right now. Well, I think it's cocktail, but I'm Mm -hmm. not sure. I don't think so. Where he like slides across the floor. Mm -hmm. You know, where that look Mm -hmm. is back. I mm-hmm. feel like I kind of want to hand out sweatbands to these boys mm. too. They gladly take them. it's like the tube socks with the white sneakers mm-hmm. and the short shorts. Yeah, anything goes. The reason why this makes me chuckle is because Sean, he was a huge skateboarder in high school. And so, of course, he had to wear the ginormous pants or mm-hmm. like the very long, like Dickies. He loved wearing Dickie shorts because they were longer and he did not like his knees to be shown ever. Like even mm. swimsuits, I got him some swim shorts and he was like, uh, and they weren't even short shorts. They were board shorts, mm-hmm. but they were still too short because oh. he's like, my knees are showing. Oh. <laughs> it used to crack me up. So I'm just used to like the longer athletic shorts. Right. Like we used to wear the shorter shorts for soccer. Mm-hmm. And then when I was in my twenties and playing soccer, everyone went to like basketball looking shorts. Like yes. that was in. Yes. Yeah. And now we're back to the short shorts. Yeah. Fashion repeats itself. It does. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious though. This made me think of like being that you're in a middle school. What, what might be some of the clothing trends that are making a comeback that you're like, please no, or that you never thought would make a comeback? Well, I don't, I don't know about whether I didn't think they were going to make a comeback. The mom jeans. I, oh. <laughs> I did, never thought that kids would find those cool and skinny jeans are out. What is rampant right now for us are just belly shirts. So the mm. half like, let's just show off our midriff and it is against our dress code policy, which I think we've talked about before is inequitable because it's definitely like heavy on picking on what the girls can and cannot wear, but it is rampant and they're like belly buttons out in open everywhere. And I'm like, Oh, come on. But the problem is that's what's in the stores. That is true. mm -hmm. Yeah. Are we seeing like a huge influx too of belly button rings? Remember those? No, I've had a lot of nose rings. Oh, okay. But like not a nose ring like you have a nose ring, a nose ring like this part. Yeah. What is that part? I just have a stud on the side of my nose. What's this part for the anatomy people? I forget what that's called. That's like the the the, the bull ring, basically. The septum of your between your nostrils. Yeah. Is that what it is? I'm just going to call you out for a second, too, and say that Anna used to have a belly button ring. I did. <laughs> I did. I was so excited. I had a good belly for it, too, way back in the day. I did just have a birthday, and that was a long, 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 long time ago when I did have a belly ring. And then I sadly, sadly had to have it taken out because I had to have abdominal surgery. And originally, they thought it was just going to be like, oh, what is it called when they just laser it? La- laparoscopically. Uh-huh. Yeah, they were going to la- do it. <laughs> Normally, a- I can say that word. We'll add that to the list. Yeah, laparoscopic <laughs> surgery. And then they ended up having to cut me open. So they had to take my ring out. And then I just, because of recovery, was yeah. like a month plus long. I never put it back in. Mm-hmm. It's funny that the piercing. Can you, can you imagine me with it now? <laughs> no. People do it all the time. I'm sure I didn't know do. that that one was coming back. It maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. I actually had recently had a conversation with these twins I work with who are five. Well, actually, they're six, but they're in kindergarten. 
And they're like staring at me. One of them was staring at me and they're so cute. Like they both need to wear glasses. And if they don't, their eyes just don't work. And so one of them's kind of like cross-eyed looking at me. She's so adorable. And I'm like, what's going on? Like what's on my face? And she also did like a whole look up down kind of thing. She, mm. I was like, what's going on with my clothes? You're looking <laughs> like, what is happening? So she's looking at me and she goes to push my nose ring. I'm like, oh, no, that's okay. That's that's a that's a Miss Wyman thing. And then they start asking me questions about it. And they're like, why do you have that? And I'm like, because some people get these. And I ended up like talking to them about tattoos. And I was oh, like, how old are they? Six. <laughs> I like, and their mom works in the school. And I was like, oh, I can only imagine. Miss <laughs> Wyman told us about her tattoos today. <laughs> and I was like, that's for old people. Old people. And you have to get parent permission. Yeah. <laughs> you have to sign a permission form. You know, their little like cross-eyed faces looking at me. And I'm like... You keep doing some Mother's Day stuff. And Alexandra's nose piercing is a very tiny, tiny stuff. Yeah, it's super tiny. Although I work with someone who has the ring on the side of her mm-hmm. nostril as well as the bull ring, which I thought was interesting. But going back to the clothing thing, here are two things. One, body suits. Oh boy, yes. Why? I don't know why those came back. We used to call those leotards for gymnastics. Mm-hmm except they don't snap there. I had one when I was 16. Mine was plaid. Oh. It was black and white plaid. Oh. And I would wear it with my purple jeans. Oh, boy. I <laughs> yeah. thought that was rocking. I had a pink <laughs> one, like a tank. It was like a tank toppy one on the top with the snaps, you know, down there. Yeah. And um, I used to wear it with my faded out jean shorts. <laughs> uh-huh. I think you have a picture. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. I do, Al. <laughs> Alexandra, I have a picture with me in said outfit in the Swiss Alps. I, I have to say, I wonder if this is when Anna was trying to channel Jennifer Grey. Totally. Dancing. My hair looks just like hers from Dirty Dancing in that very picture. And what happened was I had that outfit on when we were in the south of France and we were by the water and it was 80, 90 degrees. And then we got in the car and we drove to somewhere in the top of the Alps, the Swiss Alps. Maybe we were in the French Alps by that point, but all day we were driving. And then we're like, it's so beautiful. Let's get out and take a picture. And it was 30 degrees out there. And I'm like in my snappy snap bodysuit with my jean shorts. That's hilarious. And my Jennifer Grey hair. That's funny. That cracks me up. Yeah, you're welcome, everyone, for that visual. I do recall that picture. Mm -hmm. Good times. The other one, I'm curious (laughs) if it's coming back because I know our nieces will switch. They'll wear two different pairs of socks. Uh We used to do the wear the two pairs of socks, but change the colors, right? Like I had like pink and white on one side and white and pink on the other side. Over your stirrups. Well, under my stirrup. Well, no, when I was rolling my jeans. Oh, yeah, remember that? Like yeah, pinning or rolling. whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Pegging, pegging the pants. Right. Yes. And, and then they just decided to make skinny jeans with my kids. <laughs> yes. Yes. Kids are back too. Kids have been. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. I also have seen some jelly sandals. Stop it. I need some. Yeah, I know. I haven't seen them for I thought they adults. were called Crocs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a big fan of Crocs, but I see now why people get them for gardening shoes because man, going in and out. Now I have, Mm -hmm. I start with one pair of sneakers for gardening and going out and mowing my lawn. And then if I can't find those shoes and I go and grab another. So now I have like three pairs of gardening and yard shoes because of how they get grass. I did have a pair of Crocs blue ones with the holes in them that I did use for mowing. And then when they started making fancy Crocs, I got a pair of like Mary Jane-ish mm. kind of. Yes, you did have those were shoes. adorable. Do but they still- fart when you walk. Oh. <laughs> uh-huh. So it's a different way to bring attention to, to yourself. Yeah. Uh-huh. The look. I should probably throw them away and just buy a new pair. Probably. Yeah. They make all different 
shapes in different styles. That's yeah. the word style. It reminds me of that episode of Veep. I don't know, I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when her shoes are making noise. And, oh my goodness. Uh-huh. Yeah. I always have it where it's one shoe. One shoe will make a noise. I know. Yeah. The other right? one doesn't. And I'm like, oh, my gait must be off. Mm-hmm. I know. I nerd out on that. I have a different question for you now. Oh. I'm full of questions today. I have answers. Yes. So as we know, I tend to be socially awkward. What? You have allotism? I do. Right. So you have the rigidity or peculiarities mm-hmm. that might be in line with your onotism. Yes. And I have... That's the whole thing in schools. I won't go into it, but schools look at that social pragmatics oh. in looking at children with autism for That's special a fancy, education. Fancy word. And um, I am socially awkward. So here's my question. Did you take a test? I did not take a test. <laughs> oh. It sounds like <laughs> it's like you just bring it home and pee on it and it tells you. <laughs> is, there like an, is there an online quiz I can <laughs> fill out for that? Probably, but I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> Is there a support group? No, just kidding. So I was at one of my schools and the thing with me supporting so many different schools is that I see familiar faces, but I don't actually know people. Mm -hmm. And so I was walking down this very long hallway and I'm like, from a distance, there's a para. Why did you have to say from a distance? From a distance. (laughs) Yes, that's exactly right. All right. From a distance, you saw... There's another staff member and he's heading my direction. But so he's right this long hallway. Mm -hmm. So here's my question. How do you handle going down a very long hallway? Because people will avert eyes. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they look up and smile or my timing is off. So I looked up, smiled at him. Uh But I was also like still a quarter of a mile (laughs) down the hall from him. And And then by the time we pass each other, he's doing the... (laughs) Like looking off the other direction as I'm trying to make eye contact. And I was like, well, that was awkward. And you're like toothy grin all the way down. Totally. Totally. And (laughs) I'm like, if anyone else. Are you looking at me? Where are the cameras for this one? So I just was curious because you happen to be better about those kinds of interactions. How do you handle the like mile long? When do you make eye contact? When do you say hello? And then if they don't, I feel like it's the whole move where you go to shake someone's hand or you're going in for a hug and then you just awkwardly like put your hand in your hair like, yeah. oh, I was really just, just trying kidding. to check my hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For one, I think it's hilarious that you assume that I know how to do that. <laughs> 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 All right. So here's what I do. Long hallway. I see a person. I look down on the ground because I often need to look down so I'm not stepping in wrappers or pens or whatever. And it's not that our floors are littered with junk. They're not. But I just if I don't look where I'm going, I will fall, trip and fall. So I notice a person and I'm like, okay, there they are. And then I'll look down and then I'll look up. Yep. They're still coming this way. And then I'll look down and then I'm like, still coming this way. And then I'm like, are they looking at me? Hey, might make eye contact a little ways away and then look away. And then as they pass, look again, acknowledge, do a head nod. And if they're looking away, I'll be like, hi. Okay. Yeah. I wondered if I should have just said hello. Yeah. Because it was like at that one eighth of a mile, we made eye contact, but then he kind of looked like he was doing the hair thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll be like, hi, how are you? How's your day? See, I knew it because you're good at that. You're good at like the chit chat, even the remembering to say hello to people. It's just a greeting. Sometimes (laughs) it's hard. It's just a greeting. Hello, I know. It's just acknowledging, you know, maybe why I do it. We we talked about this last time. I do not like being ignored. I do not like people treating me like I don't exist. So maybe I'm proactively saying like, hey, human, I see you. You exist. Oh, okay. I like that. Yeah. 
I maybe I should look at it more like that because I get super shy and awkward because I get so wrapped up in my head on that timing piece or what to say or I don't know you, but you've seen me in your classroom kind of thing. And the adults, for the most part, are better at it, but some aren't because they are probably what you call socially awkward or lacking in the pragmatics. But, <laughs> but most often I'm dealing with middle school kids who are so awkward anyway, they don't know where to look. And so I want to be the person who says hi to them. And, I feel mm-hmm. like it's a thing like when I die or when I'm not at the school anymore, that's one thing I want these kids to say like, that's Miss Gazzetti. She always said hi to me in the hallway. I like that. Yeah. I think that's a good way. Again, a good way to look at it of just trying to take the edge off. Like I'm looking for people to take the edge off the conversation for me. Oh, because I feel so awkward. Why are you giving your power away? I don't know. Mm, Don't do that. I'll add that to my other list (laughs) of things to take back the power. Yeah. Take the power back. Yeah. And just don't fight the power. Take it back. Yeah. And the timing, right? It's always the timing because I think I just come out of a very loud classroom. Well, and I just put my fist in the air like, don't fight the power, take the power back. And and so I wish you could see me do that. And so when you're walking down the hallway, you just put the fist in the air and you're like, hi, how are you? Really? Yeah, just fist pump like, blah. I feel like I just went back to breakfast club. Yeah, that'll be... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What's his name, Judd? Yeah. Don't do that. (laughs) Judd, yeah, Judd Nelson, yeah, is that no. his name? Yeah, I, I, I think it is. Is it? I think oh. his first name is Judd. Yeah. May, we'll have to do that sometime. Take a quiz on which character may Naomi Breakfast Judd Club rest we are. in peace. Yes. Yes. That one, this is a total side note. And then, But as soon as I heard that, I was like, my book needs to come out. I yes. need to get my book into <gasps> Ashley Judd's hands. Your book needs to come out. I'll tell out. you guys more about my book when it uh, gets closer to it being published. Soon. But. What's interesting, too, about this conversation that I had with passing this gentleman in the hallway as I go into the staff lounge. Now it's staff appreciation week. Yes. So all of my schools, they're getting different lunches and all these little treats and it's really cool. But I walk (laughs) into the staff lounge to make my tea. So I start the tea kettle. I had already noticed that some crock pots of food had been delivered for the teachers. And I'm watching these two ladies just stand in front and they're staring at the crock pots. So I put the kettle on and I leave. I go use the restroom do my thing, come back. They are still standing in front of the crock pots. And I'm like, this is interesting. So I'm kind of pretending that I'm just focusing on my tea while trying to side glance. Uh-huh. They literally were having a conversation and a debate about who was going to touch the food and test it first. That's hilarious. And they waited. What's even funnier is that said gentleman who walked past me in the hallway came back, goes into the staff lounge, and they're like, hey, can you try the food for us? Uh-huh. And I was like, I didn't know really what to make of the situation. I just kind of chuckled. So I went to the front office and I was like, do staff know that the food is for them? (laughs) They're like, well, it's staff appreciation week. I'm like, yeah, I don't think they know that though. Cause they're literally debating over who should touch the food first and try it and eat it. It was totally like a, that looks kind of gross. I'm not sure. And it was a taco bar. So it's not (laughs) like it was really that gross, but they literally waited for the guy to come in and be like, you do it. Yeah. You, you do it. Will hey, you, Mikey, you try it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, will you try that? Will you do that for me? And he did. And then they're like, oh, okay. And then I just saw like staff member That's after so staff funny. member. When you started your story, I was just imagining you because it is staff appreciation week. I was imagining you just going from school to school to school being like, oh, what's for lunch over here? I'll have some of that. What's the snack of the day over here? I'll have that. And just like hoarding I, snacks. I <laughs> have thought about that because there was breakfast at one of my schools. Yes. Um, I skipped the lunch. And then 
what's really hard is sometimes I leave the school before the food is delivered. Dang. And then I kind of want to go back. Mm-hmm. You can. It's Staff Appreciation Week. They've had food trucks. They've had. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Who's doing that? Yeah. We got trail mix. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. We have a wonderful PTSA that we have some What's great it? parent teacher student association. Ah. And so we have some wonderful parents and every day there's a theme and our overall theme is like camping. And so there's like campfires and little tents and gifts. And it's just it's super cute and adorable. So yeah, there was trail mix one day. That's very hot sweet. chocolate and coffee another day. We had lunch today, actually. So yeah, they've been showering. And I like it because it's officially Teacher Appreciation Week, but we call it Staff Appreciation Week, so I can eat the stuff too. So that's funny because at one of my schools, they do each department, I think, sponsors like once a month, I think, a breakfast for everyone. That's lovely. But one of the people was basically trying to ask and say that if you don't bring something, that you shouldn't be allowed to eat anything. Oh, boy. And so I happened to be in the room when this person got the email and I was like, they did not send that. Did someone really send that? Is that really? And they tried to say that it was like a union thing. Like, um, some of the union members. (gasps) And I was like, no. I was like, I certainly don't always bring stuff. Well, I don't ever. But that bagel and schmear was delicious. Thanks. So they're like, that's ridiculous. I just heard you say big long schmear. (laughs) (laughs) That was delicious. Where's Anna's head? Dirty. Bagel, bagel um, and schmear. It was an Asiago bagel and schmear. The big, thanks for the big long schmear. <laughs> <laughs> That's our title. There it there. is. <laughs> no, write that down. No, <laughs> just kidding. But not really. Write it down. There was something you said that I, now I can't remember. So there went that thought. But oh, that's a funny story. You should only be able to eat the food. Oh, that's what I was going to say. It's like it's May. Like we're all army crawling to the end of the school year. And for someone to put stipulation on who can and cannot touch the food. That's just wrong, man. That's wrong. Welcome to my world. Mm. All right. I have one more thing for you. Yes. Okay. So Anna and a couple of our friends from book club helped me move my treadmill into my bedroom. Yes. Pivot. Pivot. And... There was some discussion over feng shui because mm-hmm. I am definitely about energy. I can feel people's energies and stuff. Woo-woo of you. It is woo-woo, but I love it. I can't yeah. get enough of it. Yeah, you can pick up what people are throwing down. Yeah, yeah. sometimes, sometimes. Yeah. And then sometimes I get caught off guard. But anyway, I in preparation for today, I was like, I want to find something kind of fun. And I found a feng shui personality quiz. <gasps> What? We're going to take it. Yes. Are you ready? I'm so ready. This is exciting. Yeah. So there are 10 questions. Y'all can take these. Oh, wait. But if you're driving, just say it in your head. Eight questions. Don't write it down. Eight questions. If you're driving. You kind of have to pay attention to what letter. It's one of those like with the cosmopolitan quizzes used to be where if you pick like all these A's or all these C's, it means something. So here we go. Which combination of words best describes you? Oh, boy. A, charismatic, enthusiastic, empathetic. B, stable, centered, solid. Mm. C, precise, structured, efficient. Mm. D, curious, watchful, introspective. E, strong, flexible, confident. Okay, repeat them. Oh boy. We're gonna yeah, you might have to repeat this. That's okay. Because I'm a visual person, but go ahead. A charismatic, enthusiastic, empathetic, stable, centered, solid, precise, structured, efficient. Curious, watchful, introspective, or strong, flexible, confident? Okay. Just write. Um, uh, I'm going to test it. Oh, you're stressing. I am. This, is not, this is not test anxiety. Well, because it's like I'm, I'm feeling like I'm stuck between two. Oh, okay. 
So I'm an A or a D. Okay. Let's okay. go D. Okay. Curious, watchful, introspective. Yeah, let's do that one. Okay. D. Question number two. Okay. Which combination of colors oh. do you prefer? Okay. Red, orange, purple. No. Light yellow, taupe, light brown. No. White, gray, silver. No. Blue, black. No. Green, brown, teal. Oh, green, brown, teal. Yeah. Is that an E? That is an E. Yeah. I'm trying to look real fast for what what do I like? Do I prefer? I know, right? Well, look at my house. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My house is like gray and white. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which shapes are you drawn towards? Mm. Triangles, squares, circles, curves, rectangles. I felt like I was across Bill Murray in Ghostbusters when you said that, because as soon as you said what shapes, what came in my head was a triangle. Okay. Yeah. Before you even said triangle, I was like, triangle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How would you describe yourself romantically? Romantically? Yes. Oh, stale. Oh, wait. (laughs) Sorry. Okay. (laughs) You didn't even. That is not. It's not an option. (laughs) Stale is not an option. Yeah. All right. Rusty. Dig deep and find this one. Okay. Okay. Passionate, grounded, on off, private, dramatic. Passionate, definitely. Okay. I have to think for myself. Passionate, grounded, on off, private, dramatic. Mm. Oh, I'm seeing a trend for myself. (laughs) Okay, that was question number four. So we're on to five out of eight. What do you value most? Oh boy. Okay. Clarity of expression, Mm. a sense of belonging, organization ingenuity, Mm. personal freedom. Okay. Say those again. Clarity of expression, a sense of belonging, organization, ingenuity, personal freedom. Belonging. Is that B? It is. I feel like I'm all over the place. I'm going to fail this Cosmo test (laughs) because I don't just have a letter. It's not from Cosmo. It's not. I promise. Okay. All right. Which household item can't you live without? Okay. Now I will just put in a disclaimer. There's a couple different feng shui quizzes mm-hmm. that are very similar. So they're not like too far off from each other. Okay. okay. Which household item can't you live without? This is question number six. Okay. Candles, earthenware bowls, mm. mercury glass mirror, mm. water fountain, plants. That's so weird. None of the above. I was like, I thought tea kettle. Where's tea kettle in there? Would that be the water fountain? I guess. Candles, earthenware bowls, mercury, glass, mirror, water fountain, plants. Let's go bowls because one of our teachers does pottery and I got some pottery from him. So earthenware bowls. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is that B? Uh, Yes, it was. Okay. All right. Here we go. Question seven. Mm -hmm. Which idiosyncratic trait best describes you at work? Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny that we just talked about that. (laughs) Irresponsible. Worrisome, inhibited, suspicious, angry. Okay, which idio... Idiosyncratic trait best describes you at work. Okay. Irresponsible, worrisome, inhibited, suspicious, or angry. Um, Ready to say them again? Irresponsible, worrisome, inhibited, suspicious, angry. Maybe worrisome, I guess, if I had to pick one. Okay. That's a B. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm writing, now I have I'm, a trend. I'm writing them down. I'm writing you guys, them now down. I have a trend. It's okay. Um, I'm trying to think of what. Pause. Pause. Just I kidding. Know. We're not pausing. No. There's just a pause. Okay. She's reading. Last She's trying question. to multitask. I can't multitask, man. Okay. Question eight. Which activity would you rather do? Okay. 
Host an extravagant dinner party. No. Landscaping the garden. Not really. Traveling the world. Yes. Okay. Wait. Okay. Oh. So I'm at sea. I'm sea right okay. now. But yeah. Swimming in the ocean. Oh. Camping in the wilderness. Oh, traveling the world. It's a sea for sure. That's a yeah. big sea. Okay. I mean, I like the ocean and I like camping, but traveling, I'd be able to do maybe a bunch of that. And the ocean anymore kind of creeps me out just because seaweed. Seaweed creeps And camping out? scares me anymore because bears. So funny. Seaweed does, yeah, when it like, you know, washes against my feet. And I'm like, ah, it's a thing. Yeah. So you had a couple A's, but mostly your B's. Okay. Which is funny. Because? Okay, so you're Taurus. Yes, I am Which a is an earth element. Yes, it is. And so this feng shui ties to the elements. And you came out as an earth element. Of course I did. You are stable, honest, and diplomatic mm. while caring about what is real, physical, and experiential. Mm -hmm. You will succeed by practicing mindfulness and living in the moment. Yes. Enhance your archetype with earth, nourish it with fire, or restrain it with wood. Heck yeah. Yeah. Wait, restrain with wood? Yeah. How do you do? You, okay. So wood signs. No. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay. Uh, what about you? What gosh. are you? So I had a couple C's, which is metal. I'll, I'll go through all of them. Okay. But mine came out water, which I'm not surprised. Oh. Yeah. So I'm in Aries, which is a fire sign, mm -hmm. but I'm, I have. You're very attracted to water. I am. So my moon is cancer mm -hmm. and then I have cancer all throughout my chart. Yeah. Because <clears throat> I nerd out on that stuff. And yeah. so it's all water. You are creative, sensitive, and reflective with a tendency towards introversion. Mm -hmm. You succeed by going with the flow. Some people laugh at that and don't think <laughs> I can see. I chuckled on the inside I only. I know, right? People and think then I you can't said go with the flow. And then I chuckled on the outside. Um, but can often internalize deep feelings, yes. enhance your archetype with water, nourish it with metal, or restrain it with earth. Uh-huh. Okay, so if you guys got mostly A's, that's fire. Mm -hmm. You are loving, playful, passionate, and a natural-born leader. You will succeed by becoming warm-hearted and generous, enhance your archetype with fire, nourish it with wood, or restrain it with water. You heard earth because that was Anna. Caesar metal. So you are strong, independent, and a clear communicator. You will mm. succeed by being less opinionated while gracefully <laughs> accepting change and oh. letting go of the past. Enhance your archetype with metal, nourish it with earth, or restrain it with fire. And then the E's are wood. Not Anna's idea of wood. No. You are discerning, methodical, and disciplined. You will succeed by planning ahead, initiating new projects, and restraining anger. Enhance your archetype with wood, nourish with water, and restrain with metal. I can't wait to do this with book club. I think this is really fun. Actually, there's a massage place that I've gone to a couple of times. And before they do any session with you, mm -hmm. they always do it. It's always all factory. So Ooh. you smell each element Ooh. and you don't know which element is which. Uh -huh. And then whichever one becomes the strongest and it changes for me. I've had metal before. I've had earth. I've uh -huh. had water. And then that's what they incorporate. And it's really cool because I think your body naturally goes to what you end up Need. needing. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I need the name of that place. Anyway, <laughs> I hope you guys had fun with some of this. I need a massage so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, thanks. Yeah, I like that. I like things yeah. like that. That was fun. All right. Well, I suppose with that, yeah, we will move into our STW Shanti Wyman joke of the day. That sounds great. Awesome. So before I tell this joke, I have to tell you that the other day, buddy came up to me at, we were at church and they were going to sing this like song that we sing when people have birthdays and anniversaries. And then my name was announced cause it was going to be my birthday. And so buddy came over and he was like, happy birthday, Nana. And then like lifted up his arms for me to pick him up. And then as soon as I did, he reached into his nose for, like for whatever <laughs> he could grab and then brought his finger out of his nose and attached to it was this 
big yellowish gross boogie yeah. and right he's two he that's we celebrate normal the boogies i'm yeah. like you got a big one yeah and so then people promptly were handing me tissues so we could do something <laughs> with that boogie but when i saw the joke of the day today i was like oh how apropos since allergies are abounding right now so he boogies did get are, you a card with a boogie yes he, did. With, he sure did it was a picture of a kid picking his nose yeah he yeah. couldn't resist yeah it was <laughs> of course he couldn't, he couldn't uh-huh. resist. yeah he was like mama <laughs> Boogie, no, he's two. He does not even have that vocabulary. So funny. Thanks for putting that on the kid. Anyway, so today's STW joke of the day is quite apropos. Are you guys ready for it? Ready. All right. How do you make a tissue dance? (laughs) Boogies. You put a boogie in it. Uh Uh-huh. Good guess, Alexandra. Spot on. You put a boogie in it, people. With that, I hope you guys have an excellent week. We love you. Thanks so much for listening. And hey, if you enjoy us, tell your friends. Yeah. We'd love, you know, to share our love and our stories and our funnies with whoever we can. So spread the love. Spread the light. Love you guys. Have a good one. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The Russian Sisters. To connect with them, go to therussiansisters.com. Produced and distributed by the Sound Off Media Company. Hi, I'm Emily Roger, and I host a leadership show called The Boiling Point with my co-host, Dave Vale. Together, we sit down with trailblazing entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers who are driving meaningful change in our world. The show is all about exploring the lives and perspectives of leaders who are making a difference. Join us for insightful conversations that challenge the status quo, spark new ideas, and inspire you to take action. Find us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or at BoilingPointPodcast.com. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com.